You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I'm Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt. And this week we're talking about the documentary Behind the Curve. Now, this came out in 2018. It is a Netflix film. It's about an hour and a half long and directed by Daniel J. Clark. I have a note behind his name that he's the world's most patient man. Let's just get that out early. (laughs) Word. (laughs) I would be interested in asking him what prompted this, right? Mm -hmm. Whose idea was it like, listen, we're going to talk about flat earth. We're going to talk to people who believe about flat earth. And I want to know what their goal was. I think they did a good job. I mean, I'll say right up front, I really liked the documentary. I did too. Okay, so quick reminder that the idea here is that you've watched the documentary before we talk. So please take a moment, Mm -hmm. go and watch before you continue, because it would be so much more fun for you if you know what we're talking about. I know. I know. And this, you guys, this documentary is amazing. It's amazing. I will start off with, again, this is about the flat earth movement and people who believe that the mm-hmm. earth is flat versus the conventional wisdom, right? That the earth is a, a sphere. sphere. You keep saying it's round and I'm like, it, bitch, it's a sphere. I don't know. Yeah. Because even their model was round, right? Right. That yeah. floating ball in space mentality. Well, as they get into it too, I'm like, so we're like a diorama. Like who's in control of this bullshit? It made me think of men in black, right? In the locker. <laughs> I can totally get behind that. Okay. So Aaron, let me, let me first get, what is your first impression of Mark Sargent? Um, he's just a goober. I don't know. Just very milquetoast, like a very mild person who just seemed to find the right kind of audience. Right. My first impression was you never see him in a shirt that isn't his own merch or swag. Yeah. Oftentimes it says, I am Mark Sargent on his shirt. Yes, because even though he's huge in this community, as you kind of find out as we walk through this thing, he still feels the need to wear that shit everywhere. Even to the point of later, he does swaps within the same day. Mm -hmm. So I find that really interesting. And they're the same thing every time. It's a black Mm t-shirt and with white writing. So it's very formulaic. And I guess... He doesn't own a dog because there's not a hair on that bitch anywhere. Right. I know, man. And I am kind of envious of that because I'm like full of golden retriever hair all the time. I have lots of dog sparkles everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. The documentary starts with him on a beach saying, I'm sure you think that you're on this continent, on a on a planet, which is a, a, a sphere um, spinning at a... 3 trillion miles an hour around the sun at 50 bazillion miles an hour going sideways through the universe. Why sideways, by the way? That was bizarre. Sideways through the universe at another 5 bajillion miles an hour. And that's not true. That's wrong. We're in a, a planetarian dome-like thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't feel any of this either. Right. And I think that's one of their big claims throughout is mm-hmm. I can't feel it. And if we're moving so fast, you should feel it. Well, I'm like, we we do feel it. It's gravity. I don't know. <laughs> well, 
I mean, I mean, you know, and, and I guess we'll get to that later because there are a couple things that sure. my my comments were very much like. Listen, throughout the video, throughout the documentary, you see people flying. Well, you don't see them flying, but they go from one location to another fairly quickly. You assume that they do it on a plane. You don't mm-hmm. feel the speed in the air. You're just on a plane in the air, right? And you're going pretty fucking fast. I don't know how right. fast. I don't know a couple hundred miles an hour. I don't know how fast does a plane fly. I feel like I should know that now. I mean, it's the same thing in a car, though. I mean, most people are familiar with the feel of going 50 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And while you can feel the vibration of the car or the, you know, kind of the how the road feels, whether it's a smooth road or like a road with some texture, let's say, it's not like you feel the speed in itself. The only time you really feel the speed is when you're accelerating or decelerating, and then you feel the force of that. But right. th- this is getting in deeper than I went to. Yeah. Well, I mean, the um, only way that you know how fast you're going is in relation to those things that are standing still, right? That's how you understand, yeah. which is why it doesn't feel like when you're in a plane that you're going very fast because the world around you, the clouds and that aren't really moving that much. And on the planet, everything is moving at the same speed. Therefore, you're not going to notice the speed, right? right? Right. Okay. It's very weird. And like, let's take a moment and discuss a little bit about Mark Sargent, who is, I mean, later we find out he's known for homemade fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the (laughs) digital pinball world champion of some year. So he gained some fame. And I'm pretty sure he lives with his mom. And I'm not going to say that as throwing shade at somebody. Mm -hmm. Because his mom, Patty, seems just fucking delightful. Right. Uh, She mentions iced applesauce. I don't know what that is. And now I'm curious. But I think it kind of speaks to what he's all about. He's got a lot of fame and stuff throughout this documentary. Like, he is really one of the keynote people of this whole to-do. But he lives with his mom. And I'm very curious why that is they don't ever talk about him having a job so I, I just think that's really interesting someone had mentioned later like the idea of flat earthers people who live in their mom's basements and I thought well and he and and the commenter had said I don't know anyone who lives in their mom's basement and I thought well what what about just the house in general they live in the house in general because that's what Mark Sargent seems to live with his mother which again is yeah. fine yeah I mean she seems lovely but mm-hmm you're right. It speaks volumes. It's just so weird because that, even that guy later that we're going to talk about, and he's like, all the flat earthers I know are wildly successful or yes. doing their own thing. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, what's that breakdown? Like who's doing their own thing and who's wildly successful? And what the fuck is wildly successful? It's that guy's a trip. That guy's yeah. a fucking trip. What, what I think speaks volumes about Mark Sargent right from the beginning, like I said, he wears his own merch and swag. Which I think the only way you can get away with it is like if you're Tony Hawk or something. And put your own face on your shirt. I mean, I'm going to try it. I think you should. Mark's inspired me to do that, if nothing else. I'm going to be like Aaron number two forever. I was going to say, I think you should put my face on your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what Google says anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) But he says, you know, he makes this grand statement of you think that you're in this this planet, but really you're in this Hollywood backlot, essentially. And it's so big that you and everyone you know and everyone you've ever known never figured it out. That's what he says, and that's the end of the statement. Oh, yeah. And my thought is, well, thank God you're here to save us, Mark. Yeah. It's amazing to me that no one has figured it out, and then you, sir, are here to save the day. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He mentions that the South Pole is a wall of ice, Game of Thrones style. Mm-hmm. And that the sun and the moon, they're just lights in the sky. They're just they're just lights. It's fine. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's flat, with ice around it, but nobody's ever been that far. 
to take a picture mm-hmm. or I don't know. Like, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. He compares this as, as if it were to the Truman Show. So, you know, Truman eventually runs into the border and he chooses to take a step out. So that's who Mark is. He's Truman moving to the outside adventurous. Well, there are analogies later to that that I, that I think suit it better, but... Oh, yeah. In trying to explain why the curved earth theory doesn't work, he's like, I'm standing here on Whidbey Island in mm-hmm. Washington, and you can look over there and you can see Seattle, and, you know, I shouldn't be able to see it. It's X amount of far away, and if the earth was curved, I wouldn't see it. And I'm like, but no, Mark, you're actually discussing why it is curved. You see it because it's the curvature isn't it's not a 90 degree curve. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's fairly large. Yeah. The, the scale is not really taken into effect, even in his, like, he kind of draws a thing in the sand and you're like, okay, I guess. But in the sand, even he shows, okay, it should be kind of past the curve and I wouldn't see it. And I'm like, but you don't see anything else past that. And also the buildings are shorter than they actually are in real life. Right. So it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You've disproven your own theory. Well, so, but science just throws a lot of math at you and doesn't take into consideration your unique experiences. So instead of saying to yourself, my experiences are such and this other is true, he's like, well, this this just completely disproves, you know, disproves all your science and math. Okay. It, it's true. I mean, and he said that. He said science just throws math at us. And okay, it's true. There are, there's a lot of math in mm-hmm. science. But I maintain just because you don't understand something doesn't make it untrue. There are a lot of things I don't understand. They're still true. And again, do you think he understands how a plane flies, but he still gets on it, right? That's math. That's physics. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe he hasn't been on a plane. We cannot say definitively he's been on a plane. He seems to know where the plane tracker websites are because, by God, he talks about that. Yeah. So this is a case of a guy who got on a theory that he found he's a big conspiracy guy. He said he was bored with all the other conspiracies. So we kind of jumped on the last one, which was flat earth. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he set out to disprove it, Aaron. I don't know. I mean, he's a skeptic amongst the best of us. That's generally how it goes if you're involved in all the conspiracies. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. He kind of shits all over Neil deGrasse Tyson, calls him he who shall not be named. And I was like, Mm -hmm. got him. Good job. I know. I'm just, that's a burn right there. Right. So kind of insinuates that Dr. Tyson, I assume, I don't know what his degree is in, but I'm pretty sure he's pretty up there, that the Flat Earthers are an anti-intellectual movement bordering on the end of civil- civilization and democracy. That's a big moniker. That's a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So he starts going down the wormhole, right? Oh, yeah. As As we all do. Listen, I've lost hours of my life to TikTok, so I get it. <laughs> Absolutely get it. Never was a big YouTube fan, but, you know, TikTok will get me every time. Just a couple of minutes here and there. Or Pinterest. My God, man. Ugh, right? So he, he comes across this person. I just wrote down his moniker, which is Math Powerland. Oh, his yeah. His real name is Matt something. Bolin. Bolin. We'll just call mm-hmm. him Math because anyone who goes by that name. But apparently he worked for NASA and he was pretty high up there. He looks 12, by the way. So, sure, he was pretty high up there. And NASA told him... That the GPS doesn't work at the North Pole because the Earth is flat. They told him, and, and like a, an after party or something. It was a party in the Hamptons, so mm-hmm. you know it's fucking legit. Abs- that's where all the NASA scientists parties, the Hamptons. And Matt was a 
some kind of artist. He's a contract artist is what they said. So I don't know if that means he's drawing on contracts. He's <laughs> yes, he does the doodles in the corner. Right. It's like it's a happy tree on this contract. That's how right. I'm interpreting it because if anybody's gonna get the dirt, it's gonna be the NASA artist. Mm-hmm. They're gonna tell him everything and he's Fuck gonna yeah, understand it all. Yeah, so there was much laughter after he found out I don't know, the world's biggest secret. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, that's the second biggest secret. The biggest secret is that Jesus was just a dude. We found out out that in you know, the Dan Brown series, so. Listen, shh, 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 shh. We don't say the quiet parts out loud. Oh, sorry. Shit, girl. Now we got uh, <laughs> targets on our back. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it took, really, for Mark to be like, this dude, I mean, this is legit. This is legit. And he remembers, Mark Sargent remembers the exact date and time. Like, he woke up out of a dead sleep in the middle of the night. It was like three in the morning, so the witching hour. I'm pretty sure it was ghosts that woke him up. <laughs> and he sat straight up and he was like, oh, shit, yo, it's going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he took it upon himself to share with the world. Mm-hmm. He made some videos. He connected all the dots that no one else had connected. No one is as smart as Mark Sargent. Thank God he's here to save us. Yeah. Yeah. Some of his arguments include lack of nonstop flights from the Southern Hemisphere. I'm pretty sure... There are nonstop flights and they sound horrible because they're going to be like 20 hours long. And it gives me anxiety thinking about being on a plane for that long. Right. Well, the plane finder website he was watching, um, he can't find any of these planes crossing the Indian Ocean or the South Pacific. Mm -hmm. And if that's not goddamn proof for you, I don't know what else you need. I don't know. I mean, that's it's I'm sold. Shit. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to hear something great that Mark said. I do. I didn't choose Flat Earth. Flat Earth chose me. <laughs> and then I wrote, barf. <laughs> <laughs> That's gangsta. <laughs> I mean. I do want to say that in, in the process of doing, like writing down notes and watching the documentary, I went to IMDb and wrote down all the characters, if you will. Yeah. And oh my God. I don't know if, if you went to IMDb, but dear friends, go to IMDb and look it up because some of the names. So Mark Sargent is listed as king of flat earthers. Oh, yeah. Nathan Thompson, who we'll discuss later, but he is the one that was discussing how no one lives in their basement. They're all successful. He's the flat earth evangelist. Yep. Let's see. They have Math Powerland, who is the originator. Yep. Jaron Campanella is the experimenter. Mm-hmm. Chris Pontius is the craftsman. I love how they gave them all nicknames. That's my favorite. Oh, and then Bob Nodal. He's the engineer. Is the engineer. Yeah, but that's, I mean, he really is an engineer, so that's not quite as fun. <laughs> he could almost be put in the bottom category. Listen, I put him into gangs. So we have the Flat Earth Gang, mm-hmm. and then we have the Sphere, or the Globe right. Gang, mm-hmm. which consists of like astrophysicists, physicists, psychiatry professors, and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so they just have like their credentials listed after their name. Right. But not not the flat earthers. They get fun names, and I I'm a little disappointed. Like they could have given the physicists fun names. Well, my favorite person in this whole thing is Hannah Lore Gerling Dunsmore. It's a great name, right, Hannah Lore? I mean, and she looks like we would be best friends. She's just a little alt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And an astrophysicist. Yeah. At Caltech, so it's like legit and shit. Mm-hmm. I think she could be the third Aaron if we were looking. I'm just saying. Okay, well, we can float it all out right, there and see right. what she says. Fair. 
Now listen, even though we're both scientists, we're not nearly on the level of an astrophysicist. So she would have to come down to our level for at least a minute right. or two to talk to us. Yeah. But yeah. still. Okay. So this is actually when they introduce Hanalore. Mm-hmm. Hanalore. She also looks up the flight tracker and she's like, a surprise. Look, there are planes coming from the Southern Hemisphere. You can see them all there. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, hmm, this seems seems like an easy test, right? Like, Right. Anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Scott Kelly says, the first time I heard about Flat Earthers was when I was in space. <laughs> right. Yeah. That must have been so bizarre to be in space at the space station. I'm pretty sure he was at the space station for a while, isn't he? They don't necessarily discuss it. Now, I don't re- I don't remember his name, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't follow NASA that closely. I remember him because he had a twin brother, so they did some experiments. Oh, nice. Between okay. the two, so that's why I remember him as an astronaut. Supposedly. I mean, supposedly right? they did experiments. We could probably prove that he had a brother if we were so inclined <laughs> that it was a twin. It might just be the same person twice. <laughs> they just move real fast back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> like the Olsen sisters. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tim Urban is a science writer, and I have to say he might be my favorite character. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, just a, just a cool dude with, like, some legit questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, I mean, he was, he's like, listen, I went down the rabbit hole, and it was amazing. He was, like, listening to some of the podcasts. He's like, listen to them. It's riveting. I could listen to this for hours. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was all about it. I mean, he understands oh, yeah. that it's not real. But he'll still give it credit where credit's due. Sure. But again, he's he's a writer, so he's researching. He's trying to understand, like, where are they coming from? What is their spiel? What's their complaint? What are they looking for? What are they perpetuating? That is my biggest question. And, and I did write it down that later one of the other scientists or whomever asked it. So anytime there's a conspiracy theory, there's someone's got to benefit from it, right? Yeah. So who's yeah. benefiting from a globe? earth mentality well you've said it it's it's big globe (laughs) big globe keeping us down (laughs) they gotta get themselves out you know for like classrooms and libraries libraries yeah so let me tell you about this story when i was a kid my mom wanted to buy my dad a globe for a holiday let's say christmas Mm -hmm. we were all over the place looking this is for the interwebs when you could just click on anything and order it Mm -hmm. i think we finally found one at like a kirkland's or something but we went to like four malls and it was a miserable day like you know my mcdonald's fries only got me so far and i was like Mm -hmm. please go home (laughs) right finally we found one and so i feel like big globe's been maybe on the decline for a while (laughs) (laughs) right but that's all i could come up with because i'm like they don't really seem to know who's in charge of this and the best reason I ever saw was that they just don't want people to know stuff. And they've been on this kick for 400 and some years and mm-hmm. they can't let that collapse. End of story. That's the only answer I think I got later on is, well, they've been saying this for a long time and they don't want to admit they're wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point of science. We admit we're wrong all the goddamn time. You get more information. Mm-hmm. You change your outlook because now you have new information. Right. But it seems like a lot of of money and effort and things to be done to perpetuate this mm-hmm. uh, Cordy Fingers myth to fool people, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And that's it. They don't really discuss like where's the money at or the triumvirate is in charge. You know, there's nothing there's nothing about any of that. Do you think that's why Bezos and Musk and all of them are spending a lot of money to go into Cody Finger's space so it looks like their money isn't being diverted to the big globe conspiracy? I mean, it's hard for me to say because, you, you know, I just have a tiny lady brain. So <laughs> maybe we're maybe ooh, maybe we're getting the scoop on Mark Sargent and we're connecting a dot that he had not thought of thus far, although this was a couple of years ago. So I don't know. Listen, there are no dots he hasn't connected. He's connected all the dots. No one else can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think my favorite is he talks every time he talks to someone who tells you stories about, oh my God, I was out in public and someone came up to me and they totally recognized me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're amazing. I love you. First of all, the fact that you have a shirt that says I'm Mark Sargent on. So if someone comes up and says, are you Mark Sargent? That should not be a surprise to you. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it seems like a whole lot of stuff he really wants to happen. Oh, yeah. If you're surrounded by fellow flat earthers, absolutely. You're the main man. But in everyday life, I doubt these things are happening. It just, you hear these stories all the time where people mm-hmm. are like, well, I was in school and my teacher was talking about evolution. And I stood up and I said, evolution is bullshit. And everyone stood up and clapped. Sure. Sure they did. That's mm-hmm. absolutely what happened. And this sounds exactly like that. Like he really, really wants people to believe that he is so much more infamous than he is. Well, I mean, he's got what everybody wants, right? Adoration, mm-hmm. recognition. He's got just about, I'm sorry, just about everything he wants because, you know, he wants Patricia and she is shutting oh. him down. We will <laughs> yeah. get there. We will get there, my friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he is the he is the rock star of this whole thing. And so he goes to these events and I don't know, I la- laughed earlier because he, there's vanity plates. Mm-hmm. And he was the first. He was the first to do that, of course. No one else ever had a vanity plate prior to that. And we all know that if you're so motivated to have a vanity plate, mm, okay. And then people send him all this merch. And then I wrote down, I hope his mom is cool with all the boxes. (laughs) (laughs) It just, in your community, yes. Absolutely. Super famous. Yeah. In the rest of the world, at large. I seriously doubt it. Yes. But that's what he wants to portray. Mm -hmm. Instead of just living with the the boon that he has, which is better than it should be, all things considered. Like you said, he's very milk toast. Yeah. So in a regular life, he was probably overlooked most of the time. I mean, he's unremarkable other than this. And so, yes, of course he wants this to be true. He wants to revel in this. He, yeah, he is, got fame potentially not fortune but (laughs) he is the man right so of course that's you know they're like oh what I'm sure it's all about the search for truth and shit but I think he Mm -hmm. likes him some crowd lovins and and I kind of they discuss it a little bit towards the end more so but one of the things that I read recently was about because there are a lot of conspiracies out there period that's not to say all of them are fake right Mm -hmm. some of them have been proven to be absolutely true But most people who fall down the rabbit hole and kind of listen to all the conspiracies like that, Mm -hmm. one of the common factors is they're not as successful as they think they should be in life Mm -hmm. or they're missing something or, you know, this gives them that sense of belonging, that sense of um, superiority. Like, I know something you don't. Mm -hmm. 
it makes them feel better yeah. to feel like they know something someone else doesn't. And they didn't have that in life prior to that. Sure. Sure. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It makes you feel good. Welcome to the human condition is all I can say, because we all want to be loved and we all want to be accepted mm-hmm. and we all want to be part of something, you know, bigger than yourself. I don't want to be famous. Well, I know you don't want to, but hang on, sister. We're on the rise. <laughs> it's coming. Right? <laughs> Let's talk about Nathan Thompson. Uh, yeah. The evangelist, the flat earth evangelist. Yeah. I have a note that he has supreme hand-eye coordination. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's got that going on, right? He was tapping a ball with hammers yeah like like a mallet or a sledgehammer a hammer with a big Mm -hmm. surface like for pounding stuff listen don't try to minimize his talent well think about like when tiger woods used to do that trick with a golf club and a golf ball except Mm -hmm. that was more impressive because the club face is at an angle and this guy's just using a flat mallet to keep that golf ball going and he's reciting states he's reciting um elements yeah Mm -hmm. so do, do you know why? I mean, he's got himself a brain coach. I know. I'm out. What the fuck crapped. is a brain coach, Aaron? <laughs> I mean, it could be a brain coach. Oh my God. Shit. I can be, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. I definitely need a brain coach. Shit. Yeah. So this guy thinks because you can memorize stuff and you evidently have some kind of recall that that's something to note and to put on TV evidently. Yeah. So that's where the flat earth conspiracy came to him. From said brain coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, why? what is this all about? Well, they don't want anyone to know anything. That way they can inject you with their vaccines, etc. Mm-hmm. He said the heliocentric model is for sun worship. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that apparently it's the gateway drug to vaccines and dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> don't exist. They made it up, yo. Yeah, they did. Who made it up? Educators. So. <laughs> crackhead educators. <laughs> Did you write down the stuff about that he, I don't know, accosted some poor NASA employee in the Starbucks? Yeah. And I remember hearing about this in the news. He goes into a Starbucks and there's apparently a a NASA employee. I'm assuming he's wearing a badge. It was probably some poor guy just with a NASA shirt on is probably what it was. (laughs) But he's like, oh, why are you lying to the American people? Why do you lie to everybody? Why are you you lying about flat earth? I mean, he, he was abusing him, essentially. The guy's like, what? Like he just wants his yeah. fucking coffee. Really, it's very brave of someone to crack out before someone else has had their coffee. You can get <laughs> you really don't know that. what you're gonna into, right? And so he gets kicked out of Starbucks because they're like, Jesus Christ, I'm sure. And he just is shocked. He's shocked. I mean, he can't believe it. In the video after, he's like, Well, I just got kicked out for asking an ass employee simple questions. That's not quite what it was, though, was it, sir? Right. Well, then he also talks about NASA means to deceive in Hebrew. Well, it's it's more like Nassau, but it's close enough and we all know that it counts. <laughs> it sounds similar enough, yeah. I mean, really, really reaching. I don't know. It's kind of the whole vibe of this. Aaron, sounds like Heron, and we know you're a fucking bird. <laughs> Come on now. That's, that's right. Anytime that we're not recording, I'm out in the creek uh, trying to stab me some fish. <laughs> Hopefully with my beak. in warmer weather. <laughs> He walks up to rando people. He clearly sees it a conspiracy and everything, but he walks up to rando people like in the car. Hey, have you heard of Flat Earth? And these people are, are like, Jesus, dude, I'm just trying to go to work. And he's so yeah. proud of himself. He's like, I have 53,000 members, the largest face group, Facebook group, whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It feels like he's like doing 
like pyramid schemes. Yes. <laughs> like the approach that he's like, have you heard of Flat Earth? Ask me about essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, peeps, don't don't get me wrong. I love me some essential oils. Right? I mean, that tea tree shit is, is on. It's yes. on point. That'll clear your skin up like nobody's business. Lavender in my room. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, yeah. he, he The ev- evangelist even preaching to people in the street. It doesn't matter. It, it really... <laughs> He's lucky he doesn't get hit. Also, he was trying to, like, they're in a car, and he's driving the car, mm-hmm. talking to the people sitting next to him, and reaching back and getting books. And then he's like, let me read you a couple of the table of contents. You're fucking driving, dude. Yeah. And you're going to read me the table of contents from this huge fucking book? Ugh. Again, I say to you, Daniel J., the director, and also the world's most patient man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. So Mark mentions that if you're a flat earther, you can only date other flat earthers, to which I wrote, thank fucking God. I know, right? I fully support that. <laughs> right? So on board with that. He's like, it's just too much of a paradox. Yep. Absolutely. So they have their own dating sites. I'm all about that. Other than the fact that these people are now procreating, but you know. Well, they're everywhere. If you hadn't already figured that out, they're just, they've infiltrated every level of government you know, not well, perhaps, but <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome as well. And you know who they are because of their vanity plates, because I don't know if you can be in flat earth without having a very clever vanity plate. The the nasal eyes was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since it's absolutely how I read it too. It was not nasal eyes, but nasal eyes. <laughs> well, I might read it as nasal eyes and they'd be like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. What else might it be? Oh, nasal eyes. Oh, because those are also separate words that are spelled correctly. I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you're aware. It's actually a positive thing. Like other conspiracies are very dark. Flat Earth group, they're very positive. They're very happy. They're very proud. Trust me, ask them. They'll tell you. And they've got bit boppy songs, Aaron. Oh, they do. What, what other conspiracies have songs? Have some sweet, sweet rap jams. All fucking things that have ever been ever have songs. <laughs> Everything. I mean, protest songs were part of the lexicon several years ago. Might have heard of the 60s. I'm not sure. It's fine. (laughs) Listen, I was just watching The The Witcher, and, you know, they had a a bard. Is that what they're called? He just walked around, and every time something happened, he made up a song about it. Yeah. That's what people do. It's fucking legit. Ugh. Mm. But you know what? They're a better conspiracy than the other conspiracies. I mean, is there a hierarchy of conspiracies? There are a high, yep. And this one is at the top. This is in the middle of it all. This yeah. is the top. Just ask Patricia. <laughs> ah, Patricia Steer. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she got a catchy, catchy uh, moniker in this. I just have her that she's a broadcaster with so many cats. They just have her listed as the interviewer, so no, not fun at all. And they always make the women look mm-hmm. bad. So well done, IMDb. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So she has the podcast Flat Earth and Other Hot Potatoes, which I don't hate. No, and... She has the best voice. She really does have, like, a broadcaster voice. It's amazing. Yeah, she really does. She's talented. Mm-hmm. She said her dad owned a radio station, so I think she learned early how it was did in the right way, right? Mm-hmm. And she's a pretty lady. Mm-hmm. She kind of gets some shit for that a little bit later. Well, you can't be you can't be a woman, much less an attractive woman, and not get shit on, Yep. right? Yeah. So they really went for it. 
as there are conspiracies about her, which is kind of funny. Oh, the irony, right? Right. So she's a shill. She's a honeypot because she brings unsuspecting men into the fold. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, Erin. I mean, she could teach you, but she's going to have to fucking teach, <laughs> which I fully support yet again. Absolutely. Because um, girls, she better be getting it for herself. Mm-hmm. She's in the CIA because the last three letters of her given name are CIA. And mm-hmm. I'd like to see you refute that world. That's just facts, yo. She's a reptilian because you can see her eyes shift on YouTube and she drinks blood and she's transgender. So, mm-hmm. you know, the worst of all insults. No, it's not. No, but if she were, I think the doctor should get all the credit because she does look amazing for a woman or a trans woman. So mm-hmm. I think the best is because she's discussing this later on after we get to know her a little bit. And she's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. the stuff that they've talked about. And she's going like, I've shown them my birth certificates. I've shown them pictures of my family. And it doesn't matter what I show them or give them or what evidence I give them, they don't believe it. And I'm like, are you listening to yourself? Do you hear what you're saying? Patricia, that must be so frustrating. (laughs) I said with very open eyes while staring at her. Yes. And I'm like, she actually even makes a comment. She's like, well, it makes me wonder how much of the other conspiracy stuff that they, you know, fall into. And then she's like, and then I wonder if I'm like them, but I know I'm not. And then she just keeps going. And I'm like, but, but. Right. Can we revisit? Can we, can we just, just go back like 10 seconds and maybe hit on that a little bit more. Do a little self-reflection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with her and Mark, because I can't stand it. They find each other over their broadcasts and general somewhat celebrity status right mm-hmm. they decide that they're gonna rap about some things they kind of do some dual podcasting to which mark has some kind of mic they hold up is that what that to is? himself i guess but i'm like what is this because they do some very brave things and they also videotape themselves while they're talking which i refuse to do at least until i get paid mm-hmm. and then make it worth my time to get ready right but i thought that was weird and um, there's like a lot of hints and whatever from the viewers that you guys should just get over and, you know, get together or whatever. And I think that's so funny. Just sleep together already. Yeah. Right. Break the tension. We can't stand it. They kind of tiptoe around their friendship and how they have a really close connection. And they kind of have gone back and forth. Like he lives in Seattle and she lives in Houston or he lives close to Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, she was thinking about moving to Seattle, but then she ended up meeting up with some dude and moved to like London for a while. And then moved back, Mm -hmm. ended up staying in Houston, I guess. But, you know, you can tell he wants to bone her really bad. Oh, yeah. It's this pseudo fame is the only way he could get someone like that. Let's be honest. But she's like, no, we're just friends. I love you as a friend. (laughs) Yeah, it's like she's the hot girl in high school, right? And Mm -hmm. he's the friend that she's benefiting. Like, she kind of talks later about. They have some kind of symbiotic relationship. And I thought it was funny because she compares it to um, a whale and then the little fish eating Mm -hmm. algae out of its gills. And I'm like, oh, girl, whales don't have gills? That's fine. You know what I mean? Yes, there are lots of symbiotic relationships, but maybe while you're shitting all over science, I know for a fact you haven't seen a whale getting its gills cleaned by fish, but you seem to accept that that's a fact. So... It's possible she watched a cartoon that had that. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, 
Okay, I'm going to write that down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at one point she's like, you don't need complicated math to prove what you see. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. You don't need to prove what you see. You need to understand why you see what you see. That's why you need math mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. If you take the time to learn the math, you too could understand. And I'm not saying it's easy math. I mean, fuck, I took quantum mechanics and it sucked donkey balls and I have repressed every single bit of it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But if you want to understand it better, that's one way you can. Well, I mean, accounting is complicated math, right? Like there's all kinds of complicated math that I try to avoid. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are. Also, if I have to do math and it matters and what the fuck I'm doing it for, I have somebody else check me. Um, that's also science. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we start to talk to some other actual scientists and that they talk to Dr. Joe Pierre, who's a psych professor of UCLA. Mm -hmm. I love that he says, listen, give me a couple minutes and I can uncover some strange belief in just about every person that someone else would think is weird. Yeah, like absolutely. everyone's got some weird belief. Yeah. And then I started thinking, what is my weird belief? I don't know. Someone's going to have to call me out on that. I'm sure I have several. I mean, we were at the psychic fair. <laughs> we were. I mean, I'm not making like major life decisions, but my God, that was so fun. It really, really right? was. Yeah. And he's like, you know, people start believing these things based on intuition and their subjective mm -hmm. experiences. And, and it makes sense if what you see is looks flat. I mean, come to Indiana, dear God, it's nothing but flat. Yep. Then, then I get it, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to you. But if, if no one can give you a satisfying answer as to why what you're physically seeing isn't true, you're going to seek out alternatives, right? Yeah. To understand that. And they discuss a lot of that sort of a little bit later in the documentary about why we can't really dismiss these kinds of things. Like maybe as scientists, mm -hmm. we're not being open to people who, who have questions and don't just blindly accept because I mean the truth is we all blindly accept some things like mm -hmm. we've talked before about if I get a standard for one of my tests I'm running and there's a value that you know starting concentration because that's what the paper says then that's what the paper says I don't verify that before we get cracking if there's a problem later then that might be something that I come back and, and look into but you know there's not really a reason to doubt it until there's a reason to doubt it mm-hmm that was actually, it was, it was towards the end of the documentary, but that was one mm -hmm. of my favorite parts, right? It was so mine it's too. Easy, it was easy for us to sit here and shit on him and be like, oh, yeah. come on, right? Yeah. But I love how it was, oh, what was his name? Lamar. Mm -hmm. As Lamar Glover. And they were having a meetup, like an, an astronomy weekly or monthly meetup at a pub. And actually mm -hmm. like five blocks away, there was a flat earth meetup. And yep. so he was on stage and decided to discuss the flat earthers and how, listen, these people who get into conspiracy theories are naturally inquisitive. They are questioning things. Right. And that's kind of what scientists do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for us to just poo-poo on everything they say, as opposed to listening and interacting and trying to understand where they're coming from and helping to educate them in the right manner, mm -hmm. maybe we're letting future scientists get away, right? These people could use that talent for good. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of historical context where like we thought we knew what the fuck was going on. Right. And then somebody did come in and blow the doors off some something. And mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, now we've got more information and now we will adjust. Right. So I, I don't think it's wise to just be like, well, they're stupid, even though some of the stuff they say is kind of funny. Yeah. I don't, you know I don't think I mean? they're but, stupid, but yeah, some of the things that fall out no. of their face are stupid. Hell, some of the things that fall out of my face every single day is incredibly <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard to sit and discuss with someone 
you know, at one point Mark is talking about there are no scientists that are refuting this. They Mm -hmm. can't refute it because there are too many of us. They don't know how to come at it. And my thought process to that is, Mark, we're tired. We've given you evidence. We've given Mm -hmm. you all of these things to prove. Like there are simple experiments you yourself can do to prove the earth is round. You're choosing not to believe the evidence in front of you. Mm -hmm. And so at some point, it's just too much work to keep fighting, right? Mm -hmm. What is there to gain if you're never going to listen? One of the other, I think, psychiatrists or psych professors was like, one of the best questions to ask is, what evidence would make you reevaluate your thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And that is key Mm -hmm. because if, if you say nothing, which is kind of what some of them say, then... There's no point in in discussing it. No one's going to win. Yeah, they talk a lot, too, about confirmation bias, Mm -hmm. which is, I have a conclusion. I'm going to gather all the data that supports my conclusion and ignore the rest. So there are, I mean, they are doing experiments in this, which kind of goes back to what you're talking about with Lamar, Mm -hmm. who's saying, these are inquisitive people. These are people who are asking Mm -hmm. questions, which is Great. And they're setting up great experiments, right? But yeah. science is ask a question, run experiments, mm-hmm. and then it'll be smarter. Whereas in this case, they have an answer, and now they're just trying to prove the answer, and anything that doesn't prove the answer gets thrown out. Right. And that's not how science works. I mean, we've all done experiments where I assumed it was going to end a certain way, and it ended some way different. And I'm like, ah, shit, yo. So getting one answer creates 10 more questions. Mm-hmm. And then you move on from there. It's not the ideal situation. Right. And we're all human beings and we also are constantly on guard for that kind of situation. So mm-hmm. when you make a decision, you decide to include this data, but not include this data. There's like 12 other people who have to agree with you. You you aren't the final say, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's got to be some people double checking to make sure that you're not cherry picking. It's right. something we all worry about, you know, because you're invested in this. This is your project. This is your baby. Mm-hmm. You want to see this through, but you have to be careful that you're not too invested. Right. I think it's a common misconception when they say there's a consensus of scientists that believe in, say, climate change, right? Mm-hmm. This It's a misconception that it's a group of people who sat in a boardroom and said, we all agree, right? Mm-hmm. What it is, a set of experiments and data that all come to the same conclusion that have been mm-hmm. rigorously reviewed over and over again, called out for any errors, thrown away mm-hmm. if it was shit experimentation. Mm -hmm. And in the end, 99% of the experiments come up with the same answer. That's a consensus right? Right. for anyone who's questioning that, because it's not a boardroom of people. I promise you that. (laughs) I'm a very big boardroom. Right. And we can't fucking agree on rounding. You know what I mean? Like our pipetting technique. So please, these larger concepts. I love it. (laughs) Rounding. Jesus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> Too many sick figs. Um, <laughs> one thing they do discuss that I love, and we see this all the time in social media, is the Dunning-Kruger mm-hmm. effect. Now, if you're not familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect, it essentially states that as you start to learn a subject, think of when you're in college and you first start taking the classes towards your core, you start getting a little bit more information. You feel like a fucking expert, right? Mm-hmm. You know everything. And that curve actually goes down. The more information you learn, the less confident you get in your expertise, as it were. And it does come back up towards the end when, if you've been doing it for what, 50 years. But you see that very often that the people with the least amount of information have the most confidence 
Mm-hmm. And they seem to be the loudest as well. Right. Because as you, as you learn about a subject, you realize, man, I've just, I've just found the tip of the iceberg. There's mm-hmm. so much more to know. And there's so many more experts and all that kind of stuff, like almost borderline imposter syndrome, which is like, yes. I am the worst. Like everybody knows more about this than me. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in between is the right balance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting because they do discuss a little bit about what the scientific method is and sort of how things are tested and not necessarily in depth how conclusions are kind of how you come to a conclusion. But it's like you can either your experiments either prove your hypothesis or they disprove mm-hmm. your hypothesis. And a good scientist will be like, cool, I learned something else. Let me change my thought process around this and we'll keep going mm-hmm. instead of being like, well, this one thing didn't confirm or deny, so I'm going to throw it out and start again. You know, it's it's just weird in that way. And let's also state that it should be reproducible, right? I will, yeah. I will say that Jared Campanelli or Campanella, mm-hmm. who is the experimenter, quoting fingers, mm-hmm. he comes up with a couple experiments. He's a flat earther. He comes up mm-hmm. with a couple of actually really good experiments. <laughs> My favorite quote of the whole thing is, I didn't realize how hard experimenting was, and I didn't give enough credit to the people who run experiments. And I was like, I can get behind that, my man. Like, it is really difficult. Like, there are all kinds of variables. And like, how do you you minimize that? How do you only have one? So he has a couple of really good experiments that he runs, and one of them didn't work at all because he didn't quite understand how light spreads out as it travels. And then the other one doesn't give him the desired results, right? If he stood a certain way, then the earth is flat. If he stood a, a different way, then the earth was round and he had to stand a different way, which which in his logic for this hypothesis meant the earth is round. However, mm-hmm. I give him credit for one, releasing that information because he didn't have to, right? Mm-hmm. And two, also stating that they tried to reproduce it and they couldn't. So that, mm-hmm. that speaks volumes, right? You need to be able to reproduce it under kind of different conditions. Let's make sure it's robust, make sure this is correct and mm-hmm. it wasn't a fluke. Yeah. And one one experiment doesn't make or break it, right? Like no, it right. has to be many points of data. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Mark does talk about how Mark's mom, she is adorable. She is delightful. Patty. Patty, we love you. Right? She does ask. I'll take some chicken noodle soup with Patty, right? Yeah, right. It looked delightful. Yeah. She does ask if there are any scientists in the group and he like smirks like he's he's like, no, there aren't because you can't be once you get to a certain level of education, you're, you know, you're owned by the education system. And I thought only because of student loans. Other than that, (laughs) do you know what I remember from school? PV equals NRT, C1V1 equals C2V2. I don't remember anything else. Everything else I learned while I was on the job. Right. It's it's ridiculous to think that we're all owned by the education system now because we went through school. Right. And then you talk to Bob Nodal. I, I think that's how you say it. The engineer mm-hmm. uh, with with his so many credentials because he's a forensic analyst. He's, I think, actually an engineer. Yeah. But what kind of engineer? Right. I is know, it he a, doesn't really specify. Yeah. Is it a try it if it breaks, get a bigger one kind of engineer? <laughs> I mean, that's the familiar. Aren't they my all? familiar with engineers? <laughs> Going to get some hate mail. That's okay. But yeah, he's a some kind of consultant for a police department or something. But I don't know. Just the more he talks, the more I'm like, yeah, you don't really seem to know anything. I don't know. Like he's convinced everybody else, not me. Mm-hmm. But he talks about, well, there aren't any professors or anything because, you know, really if they came out in support of this, they would lose their jobs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, do they not believe in the cause? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just kind of funny in that way. And then 
he also talks like what you're talking about, all the physics, all the astrophysicists, they all think in the same way because that's how they've been trained to think. And that's an error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting because again, as scientists, one of the main things you're taught is to question, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole goal of science is to question and then find answers. Mm-hmm. And, and they seem to not, I mean, at one point they had said since the 1800s, science is no longer about discoveries, just about dogma. And all I could think was how much science and technology has grown in the last just hundred years exponentially. Yeah. They're using computers, video cameras, internet, cell phones, cars, airplanes, everything that science gave them shitting on science in the process. Mm-hmm. They're using this technology to mm-hmm. shit on it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's hypocritical, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know. They, you don't even know where to start really is you're sitting there. You're like, okay, now, are we staunch defenders of science? Hell yeah, we are. That's our livelihood at this point in our lives. Of the process. There are some bad Yeah, examples. there are some bad examples. Right. I'm not going to stand behind yeah. people yeah. like Andrew Rakefield, who was a scientist and a, That's what and I was a doctor yeah. who had a really <laughs> shitty experiment with 12 kids who were already showing symptoms of autism to try to sell his own MMR vaccine. I'm not going to believe his science. Yep. He's, been, he's been discredited. Mm-hmm. He's His license has been revoked, right? But people still believe him because right. he's a quotey finger scientist. No, he's yep. not. Mm-hmm. It's not a brotherhood. It is a system that we believe in. Right, which I think makes it really difficult because, of course, we're going to defend our stance and they're going to mm-hmm. defend their stance. But really what we need to be doing is asking them questions to say, why is it that you believe this? Right. Help me understand where you're Absolutely. coming from. And then kind of discover together from there, which is somebody else's line from later on yeah. that I really dug bad. I was like, yeah, that's really what we should be doing because nobody has all the answers. Let's just be honest about that. Absolutely. And I, I like I said, I do like that all the scientists and everything come together at the end saying, listen, it's not like we're, we're shitting on them a little bit because this is a documentary we're talking about, right? If I were talking to a flat mm-hmm. earther, I would like to talk as a human being, right? Now, if you're just going to yell at me mm-hmm. like Mr. Nathan Thompson and you're just going to bark things at me, then then we're mm-hmm. probably not going to have a conversation. But I'm not going to yell back. I'll just walk away. It's just a waste of time, right? But it's the same thing on all, everything else. Like if, you're, like if your political views mm-hmm. are different, you're going to get feisty with people that have opposing views. Yeah. Or, you know, depending on what side of, you know, are you an ally to the LBGTQ plus community? You know, like those people are, but you can always find common ground with people and then understand from that, Mm -hmm. from there. And I, I liked that they went back and talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. I do think though, with this one, it seems like the stakes are a little lower. If you don't believe in vaccines, that can have some real world consequences, right? If you don't, you have some, you know, political viewpoints and that changes your vote, which could change the outcomes of elections. That's the higher stakes. If these people just believe the earth is flat, okay. I mean, I'm not saying that that's an nice, you know, isolated thing, but it did occur to me that it's just like, of all the big ones, this is sort of like, okay. Right. But how many of the people who believe the earth is flat is that all that they believe conspiracy theory wise, it tends to grow and they tend to be anti-vaxxers, anti-GMO, anti-things like that. Mm -hmm. And especially Mm -hmm. where like Patricia Steele and she was, she was anti-vax, she is anti-GMO and she's speaking Mm -hmm. from a place of extreme privilege, right? So you don't have to eat GMOs, but there are people in other countries that are starving and this is how they're, they could not starve, right? Mm -hmm. This technology will help people survive just because that's not your concern. Mm -hmm. 
don't prevent other people from benefiting from it. You don't have to eat it. That's fine. But the push against it is kind of think about where you're coming from and think about how this affects others. But they had said that, yeah, this has farther reaching implications, right? It has people in government making decisions based on poorly informed, you know, ideas. Mm -hmm. Well, they're constituents, right? Mm -hmm. They want to get voted back in office. So Mm -hmm. they're going to maybe be a little bit more tolerant or Mm -hmm. open to some non-standard ideas. Right. So Mm -hmm. at one point, Mark relates how, because flat earthers have kind of competing groups within it, right? So you have the Mm -hmm. dome theory and you have the floating disc theory. And one is like a donut theory. I don't know, a whole bunch. That's the most delicious of theories. It is my favorite, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he relates it to a scene in the life of Brian, right? (laughs) And so in this scene, someone's running away, he drops a shoe. And the the people all around pick up the shoe and they're like, oh my God, he dropped a shoe. And within like seconds, there are 20 different religions based off of the dropping of the shoe and the shoe itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that's the analogy he means it to Mm -hmm. be because I see it as your beliefs are just as baseless as the religions that came upon from the dropping of a shoe. Right. I thought it was a great analogy. I don't think it had the effect that he thought it had. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I do. He he tells stories and discusses these things. And in my opinion, it proves the opposite of what he's trying to say. Yes, I agree with you. You're not really looking at this from any other viewpoints besides your own. It's just, yeah. Can we discuss Math Powerland? I mean, I have a whole paragraph ready for you. He's the originator. The best is one that he's like, I'm the originator of the Flat Earth movement. And I thought there are many people in the whenever middle ages that might disagree with you sir although was it pythagoras who discovered the earth was round like fucking two thousand years ago or something but yeah you know people forget and go back to that mentality either way he's not the originator well it's yeah it's old and therefore unimportant yeah i'm familiar Mm -hmm. yeah i have old math is very (laughs) culty yeah if you have to fucking change your name to math yeah which you're disputing powerland Mm mm-hmm you are trying to be in a cult. You're trying to lead a cult. I don't know. I wrote down that he wanted to be Andy Warhol. <laughs> he wanted to be the Andy Warhol flat earthers. Like he wanted to be all mysterious and artsy and then he wanted to be all shy about it. And then he got pissed when someone else got the attention he thought he should have gotten, but he was trying to shun from the attention and very Andy Warhol. And in in some of his videos that they show, there's always some like angsty girl in the background on her phone. Yeah. And I'm like, the fuck is this girl and she's really bringing your vibe down like i'm not taking you seriously listen she's like i'm not getting paid good enough to actually give a shit about what you're saying right girl i agree walk on she should be yeah where's her adoration because unless you're getting that and that's coming through to me i don't believe you yeah and he when he didn't want to talk to anybody everyone went to mark instead and so then mr warhol got pissed then Mm -hmm. and then started making up all the conspiracy theories about Mark Sargent and Patricia mm-hmm. Steele and all that. And it's amazing to me because Mark Sargent was like, Oh my God, he started saying all these things. Like I work for the CIA and I'm actually implanted and we're on a, some lot. And I'm like, okay, you understand that that's not true because you as a person know that what he's saying about you was not true, mm-hmm. but you still believe the initial shit he said that got you into this to begin with. You don't realize that that's probably just as untrue as the bullshit that's falling out of his face. Now it's the selective the selectivity of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, he was just, I mean, the power, I think, is really, you know, 
initially he was pure in his intention and then he's just been perverted over time by the the power of his work you know what I mean he was pure (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that's what he was so they asked him to be in the documentary yeah and he had some what I wrote serious demands Mm -hmm. if he was going to participate um he wanted several thousand dollars and then some rights beyond that, 12% or something 12% like that. 12% of the profits, yeah. Creative yeah. control. Right. 25 to 50% of on-screen time. Mm-hmm. And he also wanted the documentarians to support the claim that Mark Sargent is a Warner Brothers executive using an alias. And I'm like, so now not only is it big globe, but it's big film. <laughs> it's big everything. So. Right. Listen, I mean, he would have been better off just getting a a weird writer with like naked pictures of, you know, B. Arthur or something. I don't know. It would have done all the green M&Ms. That's it. Yes. (laughs) It's just, yeah. In the Netflix I put up, they were unable to meet his demands (laughs) or unwilling. I get that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just like, we're going to include this because again, your actions support more than your words. What? is really happening here. So mm-hmm. just saying, just saying. Yeah. And I mean, he, he crops up here and there in the documentary, but almost as a caricature of what people think others think of flat earthers, right? So what the flat mm-hmm. earth community thinks we think of flat earthers, he is kind of inserted as that person. So they could say, look, we're not that. Doesn't that kind of feel like it? Yeah. Cause I think it's harder to take people that are really outspoken or, I mean, he just looks like a nut job. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mark and Patricia are very calm. They use some humor. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're a lot more mainstream than what this cat is putting out there, which is just, he's he's devolving, right, into just some kind of baseless weirdo. It's so, it's so funny. So they're like, don't be like this guy. Um, he mm-hmm. had it together up to a point and then, you know, mm-hmm. he just lost it. So they see, I think it makes them look more credible for certain. It does. And it's almost like he was added for that purpose. Yeah. I will say Patricia does talk about, there are a couple of things she discussed that makes her sound less credible, in my opinion. She does talk about conspiracy theories being like a spider web and flat earthers being right in the center, right? So it is the mother of all conspiracy theories, according to her. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like my conspiracy is better than your conspiracy, doesn't it? Well, yeah, hers is at the center. Yeah. The one she's famous for is at the center. Yeah. And I'm like, what I'm looking for is somebody that's like, I'm big into Bigfoot, but that's not nearly as important as, you know, these other things that I happen to be, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and they all are kind of, uh, the people who fall for one tend to fall for many. At one point they ask her, who do you believe in? Who would you believe? You know, who do you trust? Mm-hmm. And she's like, just myself, what I can see. That's very limited. It is very limited, especially considering mm-hmm. you're choosing to believe in the science they gave you the internet. You can't see that, right? Where's all the data going? It's up in the globe, I'm sure. Up in the dome. Yeah. And who's, again, I say who's running the dome? I'm assuming some awesome aliens. Many, many arms. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah. I wrote, when they started talking about the spider web, I started, I wrote, conspiracy is all around you, lemmings. <laughs> Get on board. Vaccines. Right? Vaccines, GMO foods, mm-hmm. 9-11, mm-hmm. transgender push in the media, chemtrails, which I they showed a picture of an airplane with like the vapor trail, yeah. but I don't know what that means. The idea is that there, there are chemicals in there. I don't know what chemicals. I don't know what they're supposed to be for, but the planes are spraying chemicals all over people. Okay. <laughs> um, and All on board. Right? 
who's behind this? It could be the Jews, the Jesuits, the Vatican, Mm -hmm. and the Satanists. Like, goddamn, leave them Satanists alone. Right. And she's like, well, they're all good. They all have good people. She goes, well, I don't know if there's a good Satanist. Which tells me you don't know what a Satanist is. Our friend Nathan, with the hand-eye coordination, said, what's really scary is not them hiding the flat earth bed. It's that they're still doing human sacrifices and blood rituals. Uh, what? Who? I mean, it's the same people that are pushing the transgender you know, thing in the media where they're trying to turn mm-hmm. all the boys into girls and all the girls into boys. And I was like, wookie. Yeah. And pa- and Patricia won't believe anything unless she's there herself. Like if there's another mm-hmm. Woody Fingers Boston bombing, she won't believe it unless he's there and gets her leg blown off. Cool. I don't know that anyone needs for you to believe Patricia. Can we call her Patty? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm all for empirical evidence right like your experience matters Mm -hmm. but i don't know that i need to i mean what do you get out of believing that everything is conspiracy this just sounds exhausting it does sound exhausting but again i think a lot of them get that feeling of superiority that they didn't have okay right okay maybe they are better than me because i just don't care about anything that much it seems like a lot of work right i mean this is a full-time job for them Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, does it come with benefits? Because, I hope so. You know, health care ain't cheap, man. Well, I mean, maybe they're just selling all that silver nitrate, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Them mm-hmm. and the Jim Bakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I don't know if they're doing that for real, but oh my God. I think Jim Baker was, he was pushing at the beginning of the COVID. Well, a lot of times, like, you'll see that there's some kind of benefit to these people. Let's, we could even go into um, Chris Pontius, the craftsman at this point, that's got the flat earth rider yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's a cool bike but i don't get it i didn't either i'm like okay so you built a motorcycle and you put some exotic woods on it and there's like ground effects and all kinds of neat stuff i mean it's electric so it's good for the environment Mm-hmm. it's got a screen so it looks kind of like a tesla uh, just kidding but it kind of made me think of more like a kit from right Knight rider. oh now you're talking <laughs> um when he rode it around, he's like, yeah, it runs and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but you you aren't going to be able to ride it out on the street because it has no ground clearance. True. And he also makes the lovely dome replicas of the Flat Earth. He is mm-hmm. the first person in the world to do that. I feel like every person in this documentary, at least on the Flat Earth side, was the first person in the world for something. I mean, that's how they made it big. He doesn't tell you how much they cost, but I did get the feeling that he sells them for a pretty penny. I mean, it looked like a lot of work. And they look really yeah. neat. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of a clock, right? So you yeah. have two two arms that kind of rotate around, which are representative of the sun and the moon, which are just lights in the sky, just FYI. Mm-hmm. And then there's a dome piece. I, I don't know if there's a non-dome piece for the non-dome believers. But um, I like the one with the constellations on it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I know. I like it yeah. too. I like the yeah. idea of living in a planetarium because I like the planetarium. It's peaceful and it makes me happy. That outer rim of ice, though, is kind of troubling. I mean, I have seen the second ice age where they got some trouble because them, cap- them caps was melting and they live in a bowl and you had to go get on the big wooden ship where you went to drown. So that's what I was thinking about part of this. I've also seen Game of Thrones and uh, that wall was breached. So maybe not the best. Mm. So they kind of discuss a little bit. I'm sorry, are you done with Chris? Because he has very little interest to me. Yeah, that's all. I just like the fact that he was... He is obviously benefiting from the flat earth movement because he people is. pay him for stuff. That's all. Yeah. But he's he's the first one to make the domes. He's the first mm-hmm. one to do anything. Mm-hmm. As are they all. They start talking about Joe Campanella, who was the experimenter. And we did discuss the experiments already. Mm-hmm. 
what I like about him is he really did try to use the scientific method, right? Mm-hmm. He tried to use what would work to prove that the earth was flat. And they discussed kind of the difference between someone who is skeptical and someone who is in denial, right? Someone who is skeptical of something is someone who's willing to test their own hypothesis and actually want the truth, even if they're wrong in the end. This is, we want the truth at the end, mm-hmm. even if it proves us wrong. Whereas if someone is in denial, they don't want to be proven wrong. Right. They dismiss the stuff that doesn't support their theory. Mm-hmm. And a great example of that Aaron, would be Bob Nodal. who's oh an engineer God. and should know better. So Bob discusses how they're going to run some tests. Now, mm. don't get me wrong. They always, they already have boatloads of evidence proving the earth is flat. Yeah. They have a lot of uh, smoking guns. He says mm-hmm. at one point, they don't share that. No, not a lick of it. They just want a wee bit more, just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And so he discussed how if if the Earth rotates once every 24 hours, mm-hmm. that's 360 degrees, mm-hmm. then every hour it should rotate 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's good math. Right. Um, so they show their, their thought process leading mm-hmm. up to this. Yeah. So their idea is they're going to get a like laser gyroscope. Yeah, fancy pants gyroscope. Yep. Yep. It's like 20 grand. Someone in the group bought this. Someone in the group's got deep pockets. Bought this gyroscope for them to test. So they're going to set it down. And if it drifts, you know, over time, mm-hmm. then the earth is round. If it doesn't drift, they're going to prove that the earth is flat. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm behind you. They turned it on and they got a 15 degree drift in an hour. Yeah. Whoopsie doodle. That's not the answer we wanted. Right. So, but that could be the air. That could be the air. Or the sky or some other drift. Well, that's what they said. They were like, this is not the result we wanted. And you're like, oh, oh okay. We're going to try something else. That's how this works now. So what did they do next? They put it in a... Zero Gauss chamber? Yeah, to try to eliminate in, uh, external interference, right? Right, the heaven energies, quotey fingers. Because they believe that it's actually picking up the rotation of the heavens, like the sky, instead of... So the earth is stationary and flat. But the but sky that move to make is rotating. Leave. So that's what mm-hmm. this is picking up. So they're going to put it mm-hmm. in this chamber to negate that. Mm-hmm. And what do they get? Uh, same 15 degrees in an hour. Yeah. Damn it. I hate when that happens. Know, so it's reproducible. Too. Yeah. So the next step is a bismuth tube. They don't explain why a bismuth tube. Do they really? No, they, just, they don't. It should be, should be better. They don't give us the results from the bismuth too, but I could tell you right now, it's probably going to be a 15 degree drift in an hour. And do you know how, what um, the gyroscope is based on? It works on gravity. So (laughs) just saying that bismuth tube also is affected by gravity. Do with that what you will, dear listener. So, um, and I mean, like, I think it's funny that they include this, in the documentary, but it kind of made me think of like all of the shows. They're like, we almost caught the Mothman this time. Next time we're getting, we have tons of proof that these creatures exist, but mm-hmm. they never share it. So like, you're like, woo, you know? And so that's just what we rhyme that I was thinking of when I saw this. Cause I'm like, they're so, they're so close and they have all these smoking guns, but they provide nothing of that to you. So you can't see it. Mm-mm. Well, and they, they provide it to you because the documentarian is filming it mm-hmm. and showing it to you. But they discuss not giving this information to the general public of the flat earth society because they it would look really bad. Right. It's not supporting what they believe. Yeah. So, I mean, they, because they're starting at the conclusion and trying to prove it where the data is the data. Mm-hmm. I, can't, 
can't specify that enough. And sometimes it pisses me off at work, but the data is the data. Right. Again, if there's no evidence you will believe, only evidence that will prove your conclusion, Mm -hmm. then it's almost like, why bother? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just state your conclusion and live with it? Because if you start finding evidence that disproves it, you're just going to throw it out anyway. So it just seems like a waste of time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, you're absolutely correct. It's really good in the documentary that they show, they talk about what confirmation bias is. Mm -hmm. And they talk about the difference between skepticism and science or whatever. And so they kind of show where that line is drawn. And really it comes from a place of, do you accept, like, were your experiments valid? I think that that probably needs to be said. Mm -hmm. We don't get a lot of the details on some of these things. Like I said, I went back and I looked up, how does a gyroscope work? And so I could understand some of that. Like, I didn't look up the business thing, but whatever. You know, so it's kind of like understanding what you're really looking for and what your results say. And then... If that fits, great. If it doesn't fit, also great. It's fine. That's the part that they're missing. So Yeah, because one answer can create 10 more questions. Yep. So during the solar eclipse, Mark is going to use the solar eclipse of, what is it, 2017 or something? Yep. We had a full solar eclipse. I don't know if you guys remember. And he's going. To, this is going to prove the Earth is flat. Mm-hmm. And I think it does the exact fucking opposite. Yep. But again, it's proving that you want to, you want to see what you want to see. He says that he has to go somewhere. He has to drive somewhere else because he's only going to get like a 90 some percent mm-hmm. total eclipse where he mm-hmm. lives. So he has to drive somewhere else to get the full eclipse. And I thought, and why is that, Mark? Well, I mean. <laughs> is it because the earth is round? Yeah. Silly right? me. <laughs> That's an excellent. I didn't think of that. <laughs> You're right. You're like, why would it matter? Why isn't it the same everywhere? Just, <laughs> I know. just right? think. Yeah. I mean, it'd be more fun for all of us if we could just see the whole thing right. at once. I don't mm. know. He also looked directly at it without the That's, glasses on. I thought, well, of course yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no. He's um, <laughs> occasionally looking at it with no glasses. So I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he just, he's discussing it with Patricia on their a podcast. And she's like, oh, how did it make you feel? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does explain the, the, the wonder and the awe. And it is amazing to mm-hmm. see. But for him, he's like, well, you know, it the, didn't look like a 3D object moving over the sun. It looked like a two, two-dimensional two object. So, of course, that's exactly what we thought it was. And I'm like, was it? I don't recall. I thought it was just a different light. And now it's a two-dimensional object they're putting over the sun. You're so far away. What did you expect it to look like? The actual pictures of the moon? Right. Yeah. It's, but he's like, yep, that's what we thought. It proved it's it. just another part of how the dome works, Bo. I mean, that's just that's just where we're at. It is. is. The sun is self-eclipsing. <laughs> self-eclipsing. Yep. It's just like one of those dimmer lights. <laughs> they just kind of turn on yeah. and off. It's the so same let's thing. Let's give those little peeps down there a show. Also, <laughs> how did NASA know it was coming? I mean, no one discussed that. With their goddamn map. Well, if they're in control. Mm-hmm. If they're in control, they're controlling the lights and oh, they can control okay. the solar All eclipse. Right. Why, though? Why, why would they even have a solar eclipse? I don't know why you got to ask that. I mean, if they were selling tickets and there was money behind it, I could get that. Yeah. The documentarian asked Mark's mom, mm-hmm. Patty. See, that's why we can't call Patricia Patty because it's not. Oh, shit. Patty, I did forget so about that. Confusing. But he asked her, you know, do you believe in the flat earth? Because she's like, I haven't told many people. It's kind of yeah. weird. But she's supportive of her mm-hmm. son. And I, I understand mm-hmm. that. She's like, well, I don't know. I'll tell you what. I want to see that it's proven that it's not flat. Okay, stop. It is, I mean, it's been proven over and Mm -hmm. over again. But aside from that, the way the burden of proof works, 
is if you make a claim, you have to back it up. Right. So if you're claiming the earth is flat, it's on you to back it up, right? Yeah. That's just how the burden of proof works. But no, no one ever seems to think that way. They're like, prove me wrong. Eh. Well, I think it's funny, too, because they were like, Mark said he released those first initial videos, and he was like, I thought people would prove it wrong within a month. And I'm like, do you think that there's people, like, scanning the interwebs for shit to disprove? Like, the government has something on the side that they're like, well, we have to shut this down right now, or probably people didn't really even know it was a thing. They weren't worried about it. Again, these people aren't really hurting anybody with this. So, you know what I mean? So like, I do, but there've been so many times where I've seen like, okay, well, uh, this person put out, if you can prove the earth is round, I will, you know, give you X amount of money. Mm -hmm. And someone's like, okay, here's your proof. The earth is round. And they're like, right. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Not good enough. Not good. So it's not a factor of someone not proving it wrong. It's, either being dismissed or you're right. People are, if I were to see a video pop up, that said flat earth. I'm not even watching it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I might be right in there being like, okay, no, no, who you're dealing with. Yeah. If it's on my TikTok feed, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> so they'll sneak it right in after my farrier videos that I'm like, Ooh, horse feet. I know. I know. Ducks so running across the floor and making the funny little slappy sound. That makes me right? so happy. I know. It's so <laughs> stupid. Or guinea pigs squeaking. That's what the internet's for, in my opinion. I mean, adorable. Yes. Yeah. So there's an international conference, and people come from all around the globe. I'm sure they don't say it that way, but that's how I'm saying it. <laughs> Do you own stock in Big Globe? Let's just, <laughs> let's just answer these. <laughs> that's why I'm I'm big pimpin', right? I love right. Scott Kelly also said, I do get paid extra when I go to space. $5 a day. <laughs> I'm like, I was so disappointed. Yeah, Hannah Lord said the same thing. She's like, it'd be more more exciting if I was getting paid off to like keep some shit right. secret, but I'm not really. If I could be fine. part of some cool conspiracy, <laughs> that'd be a lot more cool than just look at the math on my board. Again, like I don't know who's benefiting from keeping the flat earth secret. Uh, me, clearly, I am. Shh. Oh yeah, all right, all right. So they have this conference. It's in was it like Raleigh or something? Yes. And let me tell you. Mark was super excited because this is his element. This is where he's the star, honestly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anywhere else in the world, no one's looking at him twice. Right. Here, here he's the star. See, whereas Patricia, everywhere she goes, she probably gets a little bit of looked at because she's attractive. Right. So she gets the attention, maybe unwanted even, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Could be. So at the conference, they have all of these like vendors set up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got our man... Was it Chris who made the flat earth writer? Yep. He brings it to show it off. It's really just a conversation piece more than anything. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of time spent for that. Well, he's, I mean, that's marketing. I mm -hmm. mean, like he seems like he's a good salesman, mm -hmm. which I mean, like, you know, all right, dude. I would like to know if they had like classes because a lot of conferences, you have like little groups and classes for different kind of, right? So did they have like the dome theory right. group and the donut theory group and the disc group? Mm -hmm. I think it'd be interesting to go to one of these. I'm just saying. Just for the sake, much like the psychic fair. I mean, yeah. And, you know, they're up there talking. What I find interesting is every single, almost every single person that gets up there to talk, talks about how prior to becoming part of the flat earth movement, they felt a little different from other people. They, they didn't quite fit in. They, mm -hmm. you know, didn't have a huge group of people. And now, mm -hmm. now they fit in. Now they have a group of people that they... They feel like they belong to something. And I thought, and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's why people 
gravitate towards these kind of things because now they have a group of people that they're part of a family with. Yeah. Right? Kind of like a cult. I'm not calling them a cult. I'm saying it's a similar mentality right. of feeling that belonging, right? Well, think about like, it's like Comic-Con, right? Like people go and dress up and it's not weird there. Like they love the fact that, you know, there are people who share similar interests and that's a powerful mm-hmm. force because really, I mean, everybody has sort of the same internal drive to be accepted, mm-hmm. to be loved, you know, whatever. So they have found a home here and peeps to chill mm-hmm. with. I mean, who among us, right? Right. And within, and both with, you know, the conspiracy groups and mm-hmm. cults, not only do they have a sense of belonging, but they have a sense of higher purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so here we are, we're doing something better for the world. We're, we're making something better or, you know, trying to find the truth, whatever the cause may be, they have a goal, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. I appreciate as long as you're not harming others in the process. Right. Mm. Or hopefully you're not harming each other either. That's more of a cult mentality, but still. Yeah. But only if you're the leader. True. Yeah. But it was funny to see like, all of the swag and and stuff that was going on there. I like to think that there was somebody with the swords like there was at the psychic fair. There's nothing that gives something a legit feel. Yeah. Then like sort of swap meet uh, flea market esque situation. So, right. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be so fun to go and I would totally sit there. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't talk shit. I would just enjoy the show. Well, if we went together, we would talk shit to one another, but I'm not going to go to somebody's Mm -hmm. house and disrespect them. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know what you're getting into. Sure, sure. But what's interesting is one, Mark has this false modesty. I'm not the first that came up with this. I'm just the best. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He didn't say that, but essentially, you all followed me. I'm the hero. Were you waiting for him to say, I'm probably smarter than everyone? Um, Yeah. (laughs) He did it. I mean, he did when at the very beginning when he said no one else has figured this out. But the yeah. unspoken thought was, except me, I right. figured it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was the unspoken thing. But they talk about, Mark talks about again, like you brought up the Truman Show. And Mark discusses how, and this is just, he's in a hotel room afterwards. He's mm-hmm. got some weird fucking glow in the dark glasses on. And he's talking about how Jim Carrey had nothing to lose. So he walked out of the door, but the mayor of Trumanville or whatever it was called Mm -hmm. would have had everything to lose because that's where his life is. So would he have made the decision to walk out that door? And the cameraman actually asked, he goes, aren't you kind of like the mayor of the flat earthers? (laughs) And I thought, Oh, that's right on the nose. And I, and Mark didn't really answer it. He's like, Mm -hmm. but it's true. Like if he were to now get evidence, if he were to decide to go back to the glow model, Mm-hmm. he would lose everything, right? So like they had mentioned, the mainstream's not going to take you back. The mainstream doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And now you've lost this community that you had. You'll lose all of that. Mm-hmm. So he has nothing to gain by going back. I guess too, like, isn't the mayor in this case, wasn't he like a paid actor? Like everybody else yes. in the show was in on the, so it's not like, I don't the know. Best analogy again. again. Yeah. <laughs> With yes. the weird analogy there, like, you know, if you yeah. take it on the surface, but then you have to remember, oh, everybody else was in on the production of this except for Truman. So, yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. have anything to lose by leaving. But then everybody else would have been like, hey, I guess we're done with this now. Yeah, now we don't have a job. Yeah. So they all I leave mean, to find a new job. You're right. right. His analogies so, are the fucking worst. Really. They're the goddamn worst. And I'm like, you Every think, se- he's, 
so bright with his fucking Max Headroom glasses and bow tie. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus H, what is happening here? Do you think you're going to get Patricia with your glow tie? Yes, he does. Right? And she walks up in like this ethereal, white, flowing goddess dress and looking amazing. And he walks up to the podium right next to her with like these glow-in-the-dark glasses and a glow-in-the-dark bow. And he looks like a tool. Yeah. So they're doing best video of the year. Is that correct? They're kind of a awards situation. I don't remember. Well, I think it's really funny because the whole rest of the show, Mark has done nothing but wear t-shirts and mm-hmm. like jorts or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I couldn't <laughs> even get past the shirts because they're like black shirts with white writing. It's mm-hmm. so funny I am Mark to me. Sergeant. Right? Mm-hmm. Listen, let's just make a pact right now that if we're wearing our own shirts non-ironically, one of us needs to step in with some kind of intervention shit going on. There will absolutely be an intervention. Yeah. Well, and I don't know why they were, you said they were giving away award. I was too preoccupied with what they were wearing <laughs> that I wasn't even paying attention to what they were doing. Right. But this kind of, I mean, this is kind of the end of the documentary, mm-hmm. right? They, they end with the convention. This is where they are showing Jaren's laser experiments, which fail miserably and then his light experiments which also fail but again i appreciate the fact that he set up some very good experiments and he was learning as he was going right and he was actually doing it correctly right so and following a process so i hope i hope he has done more experiments in the future Mm -hmm. i think he'd be a great scientist but that's kind of where it ends yes there's not a whole lot of i mean it, it wasn't proven everyone that the earth is flat so rest assured that your uh limbing status is confirmed for now yeah you're still on a globe. Right. It's an interesting documentary. I like how they have both gangs, if you will. You have the Flat Earth Gang and the Not Flat Earth Gang, mm-hmm. and they have scientists. And they also have psychologists to kind of discuss the mentality behind it mm-hmm. and conspiracies in general. And even a science teacher, which I love, like a high school science yeah, teacher. And I did not get that cat's name. Stephen Hagberg. Okay. Stephen Hagberg. And he did a good job. Like he kind of explained, like, it feels good to be the protagonist in your own story, sure. right? And and that's what they are. They're the protagonists in their story mm-hmm. and everyone else is kind of the evil villain. And I, I get that. Absolutely. Sure. They had a good balance and I like the balance. And although some of the people seem like caricatures, mm-hmm. they were real people and they portrayed them as real people and they did a good job of being, like you said, patient, I guess. Right. I don't think that they set out to embarrass anybody or make anybody look foolish. I think that people said some things that were foolish and those were Mm -hmm. captured. There were some funny bits in it for certain, but yeah, I mean, these are people who are searchers and I can get behind that. Right. Yeah. I think they did a great job. I think everyone should watch it. I think you should have watched it before you listened. So I'm not a really good (laughs) person to ask that, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Erin, what are we doing next week? So next week, we're going to get a little bit more serious. So we're going to do Abducted in Plain Sight. This is a Netflix one um, running about an hour and 30 minutes. It was released in 2017. I've seen it before. It's really good. Thought-provoking for certain. So yeah, that's the the selection. That's the last one that we put out on Instagram. We're going to get the next kind of grouping for January up and on there so you guys can follow along. Um, I'll ask for subscribe, rate, and review. Help us get to more ears as per usual. And um, you're welcome to comment and ask any questions and just join the discussion on Instagram and Twitter at go doc yourself. Yeah. And that's it for this week. I hope everyone had a great new year and is doing well so far. It's early. Yeah. A lot of good thoughts. 
going forward into 2022. Let's leave all the bad stuff in the past. Yeah, yeah. Let's move forward. For reals. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Okay, later. Bye. Bye.